0: Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 326, and welcome back to my front porch here in Chile, Phoenix, Arizona. It's a little chilly tonight. Uh, I am wrapped up in a blanket. Uh, my... Uh, <laughs> my uh, Fireplace is kind of not not working right now because we've got it covered up because it rained and things like that. So anyway, so I'm covered up in a blanket. I wish you could see me out here. It's awesome. It's like <laughs> all this podcast gear and then like me wrapped up in a Sherpa blanket. It's awesome. And I got like a hoodie on. <laughs> I got my hat. Yeah, I'm looking awesome. Uh, anyway, hope you are doing good wherever you are, whatever time of day it is, whenever it is. Uh, hope you are, are doing really, really great. Um, so... I was supposed to have a hunt. I'm going on a javelina hunt. It's my first hunt here in Arizona. Uh, this has been something, I, you know, since leaving California, uh, one of the things that I probably grieved the most outside of friendships and things like that is surfing. I mean, I would surf. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you will know how important surfing is to me and uh being here in Arizona we don't have a lot of ocean around here so uh just trying to find something to do that would replace it and you know hiking didn't really do it and and you know walking i always walk but it just isn't the same surfing and so I I, I started hunting and that has been very life-giving just kind of out in the middle of the woods exploring on Monday which was a few days ago uh, a buddy of mine we went out into the woods kind of scope out this area where we're going to camp and hunt so anyway I'm like all excited I put in for the tag like I don't know four months ago five months ago finally the hunt's here And no joke, and some of you are experiencing this right now, so I have no room to complain. But there's like a three-day window, starting today, where... Uh, like extreme cold, like where we're supposed to go hunting is like 60 mile an hour winds and snow. And it's like, it's it, on Monday, it was beautiful. It was simply beautiful. So there's a term for this. We actually call it, here in the Goki household, we call it Goki luck. And it's actually something that's quite funny because I can't tell you the amount of times something like this has happened. And so it's just become one of those things that I just kind of laugh at. I'm like, well, I guess there's a reason uh, for all of that. That. like for instance uh last weekend which was an awesome weekend for for me and my and my son ben we went away and had a man weekend i think i told you about it and i was so excited we had a great time except that there was a massive travel ban in mexico which is where we were going to be and uh we had to cancel our planes to mexico and uh, and we ended up going to Pine Top. It was really, really cool. But like snow up to, you know, I was, we were planning on being on this condo that we had gotten was on the ocean. Friends of ours uh, gave it to us. And so I was going to be on the ocean sitting on the beach, but instead was in the snow in a cabin, which was wonderful, but it's just kind of a funny joke like it's a gokie luck thing so I don't know where you fall on that maybe maybe you're all about you've got rabbit foots and four-leaf clovers but that's not my game uh <laughs> but I think it kind of makes life interesting it likes makes life a, a little fun so um listen I I genuinely appreciate each and every one of you who listened uh to the podcast was talking about uh, to someone today and just saying um, it's really a cool thing it's really a cool thing when people go like hey that was really helpful or thanks for talking about that or hey it's really cool to wake up in the morning and and to see this kind of pull up in my queue and, and to listen to that on the way to work or getting ready and so I just appreciate that, that y'all tune in, and tune in and then there's many of you who give to this podcast uh, on, our, on our website frontporchconfessional.com there's a little link that says partner a lot of you have done that and there's links to the Patreon page Page, which is kind of a monthly gift thank you for all of you who do that and then some of you have been giving one time and I just want to say thank you really really appreciate that uh, this passage is is very near to me and it's Matthew 936 and it says this when he saw the crowds he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd Matthew 9:36 I'll read it again. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep, without, uh, uh without with sheep like with, uh like sheep without a shepherd. Um, I think my freshman year of college went to Guatemala, and uh, the Guatemalan people are amazing people. It's a beautiful place. Uh, the city is very interesting, <laughs> very busy. Um, but one day we went out to a landfill and out in that landfill, it was like this, I, in my mind's eye, I can see this and we're standing on kind of like a cliff, like looking down into this landfill and there are homes that people have built in this landfill. And there are kids that are running out and grabbing pieces of trash and garbage and and then they're eating things. And I remember as like a 21-year-old guy, 20-year-old guy going, this is, it just broke my heart. I could not believe that that existed. And I've traveled around the world and I've, I've seen really difficult things. But this was one of those moments in my life where I felt just deep compassion for these people and, and we ended up going down into the landfill and spending time with these families and these kids that were dirty, but they were so kind and they were so gracious and they welcomed us into their their homes in the in the landfill. And I just remember my mind being shaken to its core and the compassion i felt like this is an injustice this is wrong this is not right and then i get to go back on an airplane and i get to live in my comfy home at the time in ohio this is this is not right this is the scene in which we find jesus in Uh, jesus is standing he's doing ministry and he's going from village to village and he's and he's like standing on this cliff or standing on this hill and he's like looking over the crowds. And I want you to just see yourself with him. And he's like seeing people who just, just want his help. They just want him to care. And he just is overwhelmed by the, the need that he sees. And it says that he has compassion on them. He has compassion. This word in the Greek is just a beautiful word. It literally means it, it. it's like a hurt, a groan from head to toe. This isn't like, oh, that's so sad. That's so, that's so sad. No, no, no. This is like gut-wrenching, like absolutely gut-wrenching looking at the injustice and feeling it at literally the idea is, is it touches you from your, the top of your head to the bottom of your toes. And I wonder if you've been in a situation like that. Well, there's been something that you've experienced or seen that's so horrendous, so wrong, that you just have such a deep compassion. You, you sense the loss. You feel it. In Jesus, it's interesting here, Jesus is feeling so—there's com- so much compassion he's feeling. And then he kind of like looks around to the disciples, Right? And he's going and he's like looking around and it's almost like he's like, do you you see this? It actually, it goes on further and it says they were, they were helpless and they're harassed, harassed. And they were like sheep without a shepherd. Like, look, like, just think of the imagery. And we have this documented because Jesus was like seeing this, experience this, and eventually is explaining this to his disciples. Do you see this? do you see this need this hurt this pain who's helping them who's caring for them here's the injustice of this whole moment is that the from the very beginning of time the people of israel know that caring for your neighbor is top priority loving god and loving others top priority a part of the torah it's just caring For your neighbor. There's this beautiful, all throughout this language, all throughout the Old Testament of of paying attention to the stranger. And yet here, all these years later, Jesus is just broken because they know the truth. The people of God know the truth. The Yahweh people know the truth and they've refused Right? Because you have the religious, but they're in their temples. They're in their high places. They're in their places of prestige. And then you have the, the partitioners, or the, 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 the parishioners, I mean. And the parishioners know the truth, and yet they're not doing it. And so there's these helpless people that are coming to Jesus and going, would you care for me? Would you help me? I just lost, don't know where to go, and it's breaking his, his heart. And I wonder, it makes me think, have we just become so busy? Have we become so busy that we've become blind? Blind to the hurt and the pain, to the needs around us. We're so in a hurry that we just don't have time for people anymore. We don't have time to pause. I think I talked about this maybe a few podcasts ago, but like, there's this guy, Jean Venier, and he writes about this idea like it's dangerous. Like it's easy to give to somebody, but it's dangerous to ask them how they're doing. Because that means you might have to engage them in their pain. Dietrich Bonhoeffer had this idea of engaging in society's pain. Like that is the role of the church. If you call yourself a Christian... Your job is to engage in society's pain because that is what Jesus has done and that's what he's invited you to do through the Spirit of God. This is what it is to be a city on a hill. It's not to, 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 to get away or to run away or to hide. No, it's to be present with those in need. Present with in those situations that are uncomfortable at times. I have loved this neighborhood that we are in. I have loved homeless people walk by. They're in our alley at times. It's sitting with them, hearing their story. One guy that was last summer had come from Alaska, and he was drunk, and I brought him a sandwich, and we just talked, sat down and talked to him. Suresh would always tell me, Suresh, who's the president of Harvest India, would always tell me, We are entertaining angels. And I feel that. I feel the weight of that. Do you feel the weight of that? They used to uh, say to Ben before he would go to school, and I would pray to him. I would pray. He actually has it tattooed on his arm. May God give you eyes to see and ears to hear the needs around you. And I think maybe that might be a good prayer for us. Maybe that might be something that readjusts our thinking because right, that's what Jesus is doing here. It's like looking to His disciples, like, "Do you see this? Do you see this injustice? Do you see this pain? Do you see this hurt? Are we just too busy? We're just running by the need, running by the leper. You know, Jesus stops, running by the bl- blind man at the at the waters of Bethesda. Like, just, are we just running past people? Are we stopping? pausing caring being we are a people of hurry people of hurry jesus paused and he saw the need and when he allowed himself to see it right not that this was hard for him but when we allow ourselves to see it it will break our hearts like it it broke his. That's the idea of hands and feet. That's what it means to engage in the way that Jesus is engaging, is allow yourself not to just go, oh, that's so sad, but to allow it to affect you, deeply affect you. And maybe through that process, it pushes us, pushes you to do something about it. I cannot sit back anymore and just observe. Now that I have seen, I am now responsible to do that. And that is what Jesus models for us, because he not only saw the needs of these people, but he saw the needs of humanity, past, present, and future. And when he dies on the cross, it's his compassion. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. It's his compassion. It's kindness that leads us to repentance. It's kindness. Which means this, is that compassion is so much more than caring. Compassion is costly. It's going to cost you something. So the question is simply this. What is preventing you from seeing the needs around you? Father God, we thank you for seeing us and sending your son, Jesus, to rescue us? Would you teach us? Would you break us so that we can see what you see and take care of things the way that you have taken care of it? Help us, guide us, lead us. Teach us to be brave. Teach us to be present. Teach us to care. So, take a breath. Reflect. And believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Till next time. Cheers.